at SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. And let's welcome on the line now Proteas Better, Rasif Anderdesen, who, okay, he's going to join us shortly just to look back at the World Cup. Um, and I think he's on the line already. Good evening, Rasi. Thank you for taking our call tonight on SAFM. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Thanks, Rasi. I'm sure you've enjoyed the few days back home after being in that World Cup bubble. I saw you on CakeNet, but what else have you been up to, Rasi? <laughs> yeah, like, uh, yeah, we were on the road for quite long, uh, starting from about June, July, uh, at about a, two weeks in total at home, so it's good to be home. I'm uh, just catching up with some friends and family, obviously, in bubble life, or when you're in bubbles playing, you, you don't get to see see any people really outside of your teammates so um yeah just just been enjoying the time at home and, and catching up with some some friends and family wonderful and then what's next for you when do you return to work as we would call it <laughs> yeah i call it work uh <laughs> not really work for me um but uh i'm some time off now there's a there's an odi series against holland yes. uh which which the proteas are playing um some of the guys including myself are, are just taking a little bit of a break because we've had quite a hectic year, and we still have a lot of cricket to come after um, after that series. So um, the next will probably be India, uh, starting next, sort of next month this time, I think. Mm, yes, yes, India will be the big one after the visit of the Netherlands. And Russell, let's just look back at the World Cup now. Some South Africans are not too disappointed by the World Cup uh, performances, despite the team failing to reach the semis. Some believe that the team exceeded expectations. But as a player, how do you look back at the team's exploits in this World Cup? Yeah, look, I'm I'm quite proud of what we achieved as a team. Um, obviously, we didn't qualify, and and it, it was a net run rate issue, and and we. We missed out by a very small margin, um, but I think if we look at our at our performances and the matches we played, uh, winning four out of five matches uh, is sometimes, or thinking about it now, it's, it's quite tough to to think that you'll win four out of five matches and and lose one match in the last over, um, and that would not be enough to get you through to a semi final. So, looking at the results in in that light, um, I think we quite we quite happy with actually what we did as a team. We're quite proud of it. The way we played, um, the way we executed what we wanted to do, our, our game plans and such, um, beating teams like the number one ranked team at the moment, England and and, uh, and the West Indies with, with all their star players. You know, you, there's not much to be critical about. So it's a pity we missed out on the semi-final spot um, to, to Australia and they eventually won won the tournament and I think it shows you that how close we were. Maybe if we were in that spot, we, we could have won won the World Cup. So it shows you how close the margins are between the teams. Yeah, and a lot's been said about the chase against Bangladesh and how slow it was. Do, do you think that's where the tournament probably uh, slipped away? I think it's easy to look at that match in hindsight and, and say, yes, we could, have, we could have tried to win that match in, in, in about eight overs, which in hindsight would have been enough. I think we we got it in the 13th over, so five overs too many. But if you look at the, the whole way that match went, mm. um, the pitch was playing playing quite tricky. Um, I mean that's that's probably the reason why we bowled them out for about 80 in the first place, um, which which you you hardly actually see teams being bowled out in T20 cricket. I know we saw it once or twice in this World Cup, but you don't really see that too often. Um, and then you know they they came out and bowled really well on a pitch that gave gave the bowlers some assistance, and we were three wickets down fairly quickly. I think we were twenty 
20 or 25 for three, uh, speak under correction. Um, and, and they were really three, putting yeah. us under pressure. Yeah. yeah, so they were really putting us under pressure. Um, so as a batsman and as a player in, in that situation, your, your first uh, priority is to make sure you win the match. Um, so Temba and I came together there uh, three wickets down. We, we knew we, we needed to make sure we win the match first mm. uh, before we can think about net run rate and, and things like that. And obviously, I think Australia, who qualified in our place, had the luxury of playing uh, Bangladesh and, and the West Indies their final two games. So they could always go into those games knowing exactly how many overs they needed uh, to chase a score to to look after their net run rate. So, in hindsight, yes, you can look and be critical, mm. um, but I think a bit more context is is probably needed uh, bef- before it's too critical. Yeah, and and then looking at the England game, uh, uh, Rasi going into that game probably knowing what needs to be done. Was it also just about putting a total on the board first before you look at the permutations? How did you approach that one? Yeah, I think before that England match, um, you know, I went to the to the coach and we spoke as batters, and we knew that on that pitch, um, in normal circumstances, you look at about 160, 170, and percentage-wise, that that wins you most games when you're batting first. But we knew um, the difference that we had to win by would would be about 60 odd runs. So we knew. If we got 160, even though it might, the statistics say we might win the match. We, mm. you're asking a lot if you if you try and bowl a team out for 100, especially the number one team in the world. So we knew we had to get more than that. I think we scored 189 um, eventually, which mm. I think was the highest total um, in that on that field. Um, it might, might might have been the highest total in the World Cup. I'm not sure. Um, and then it meant at least we had some chance of sort of trying to restrict England to, to 130, I think it was, that we needed for us to go through. Um, but, I mean, they're a world-class team and they have world-class players and, and, yeah, they ended up getting, I think we won by 10 runs in the end. Yeah. So, um, you know, it just shows you, the, I mean, we're not ranked number one in the, in the world for, for no reason. So we got the win eventually. It was a bit of a bittersweet one. But we didn't qualify for the semi-finals, unfortunately. Yeah, I think it was it was the second highest total because England put 200 against Afghanistan, if I remember um, um, correctly. But like you're saying, Rossi, it was a bitter pill to swallow because you, you won a lot of hearts with that blistering 94, I think of 60-odd balls. For you then, how do you look at that one? Is it one, is it, uh, is it one hit away from a deserved 100 or are you happy to take the knock for what it was? A brilliant knock at a crucial time. I think looking at that, that knock, I'm, I'm quite happy um, with that innings. Obviously, we won the game, and playing against England is all, always a massive game. So you can't look at it. You, you know, I can't be unhappy with that with that innings, um, especially in those conditions on that pitch and that field. Which um, it during times in the World Cup, it was tricky to bat there, um, especially to to score high scores there. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think as a as a batter, you, you don't always really look at milestones, especially in T20 cricket. It's more about having an impact on the match. And um, obviously, batting, losing the toss and batting first there, we knew we needed to to make a substantial score. And and um, yeah, I suppose as a player, you want to perform when when the team really needs you to, and when the pressure is really on. And 
if I look at that innings, you know, I think from a neutral point of view, I think uh, I did that to an extent um, to tr- to at least give us a chance in the end. Yeah, and I think overall you must be pleased with your performances, Rassi. I looked at the run scorers list today. I think you were 13th with 177 runs and an average of 59. But second on the list of the guys who only played uh, f- five games. You must be happy with your form because you carried it from those warm-up games. I remember I think you got 100 against Pakistan and continued from there. Yeah, again, looking back at it, if you look at those numbers in isolation, um, it's hard to be critical. Um, but but like I said earlier, I think in T20 cricket numbers don't always matter as much as it does in the other two formats. Um, you, you you look at small about uh, players having impact on games, and then sometimes that's scoring ten of three balls, for example, or, or taking two wickets in three balls. And mm. um, yeah, so it's yeah, it's hard to be critical of those numbers. I think in hindsight, again. Uh, I would have loved for my strike rate to be higher, but as a player, you know, my reference always is to to go out first and make sure we win uh, the match that I'm playing in and and, and win the match for my country. And um, so, and I did take that to an extent. So, so I'm I'm fairly happy. Obviously, not as happy as I would have been had we had we qualified and, and got further. But um, you know, it's lessons that you take and. and Moving into next year's World Cup, which is less than a year away, yeah. um, those are definitely considerations that I'll that I'll take into account next year. And what exactly are those lessons that you're taking, Rossi? And, and and as a team overall, what do you take uh, from this World Cup? I think the obvious lesson is the net run rate. Um, going into this campaign, we we knew obviously if we won five out of five, we would qualify for the semi-finals. But we also uh, did think that if we win four out of five, we would probably have done enough looking at all the quality teams that we had in that group. So the outfit was always to do that. Um, you know, you expected some way for, for a team like the West Indies, which which if you look at it, had quite a disappointing campaign. You, you, you would think that they would get one up on those one of those other teams. And, you know, even a team like Bangladesh, who who beat Australia in a series just before the World Cup, um, a team like Sri Lanka, which in those conditions where their spinners is always uh, dangerous. Um, you know, you thought that winning four out of five would get you to a semi-final. So um, in that sense, those, those lessons, maybe to, to think of net run rate a bit earlier in the tournament, maybe take a few risks ex- extra, if that means that, that you're risking to maybe lose a match in in the pursuit of a of a more superior net run rate, then maybe that's something that that we have to look at as a batting unit. So those are the types of uh, considerations we'll we'll have next year. For those just joining us, we are speaking to protest better Rassi van der Dessen, just looking back at the World Cup that was in the UAE, which was eventually won by Australia. We'll take a quick break and come back with some of your voice notes. Hi, Tabiso. Sakile Yejobek. Uh, you know, I once saw Rassi in a Mzansi Super League match in Centurion. He was actually chilling there by the cross banks with his girlfriend, you know, just like a normal person like you and I, you know, just like you and I watching a match. And we saw him catch the ball. That's when we saw him on TV. Um, I mean, this guy is a global superstar, man. How does he keep grounded like that? Thank you. 
good evening tabisa and good evening to rassi um boys yeah man you tried your best i mean uh, for quentin the cock one world cup doesn't make him a bad player we know he's a world-class player hopefully this break um that is going to receive before the indian series will really revive him uh, in time for the indian series Tembo Bavumo was fantastic, you know, uh, through all that drama that I don't want to, uh, I don't want to speak about. He was fantastic. His leadership was very fantastic, and people blaming him for his uh, poor, him being slow. I mean, he saved us in different matches. Um, so you can't blame a player for being slow, you know, because he had to adapt in the different uh, situations. And then Aiden Makram absolutely fantastic Aiden Makram I, I don't have any words you know to describe Makram uh, I think for me he's one of the best players in the world okay thanks for that Libra I sure I just want to say we we as Proteus we did well in the T20 World Cup but our feuding against England we did not do well and I think we, 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 we uh, with the with the runs that we put wasn't so wasn't a lot, but I hope when, when India comes here, we can put a good good uh, what's called good lot of runs. Thank you so much, Mohammed from the. Okay, thanks, Mohammed. Thanks for those voice notes. Even on Twitter, to do this, says Arasi is the most humble. Um, I've, I've, I've seen, I have so much respect for that guy. And there was a voice note, Rugby, Rassia, but how do you stay so humble? I also remember you being at the um, Springboks Argentina game before they went to the World Cup. You were happy to mingle with everybody there uh, that was in that section you were, you, were, you were sitting in. How do you keep your feet on the ground like this? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, thanks for the voice notes. First. It's always nice to hear from, from different people. Um, I don't know, you know, I'm 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 a very laid back guy. Um, you know, I keep telling people that I'm a person just like any other person on the street and you know, just because I play for South Africa or because I'm a professional sportsman doesn't doesn't make me any different. Um you know, I've I've been doing it for a long time in my life now, but it was always a dream of mine and I always looked at um at, at guys that played there and, and you know I wanted to I'm just like any other kid I wanted to be one of them and and I'm just grateful now to, to be in that position but being in that position that doesn't doesn't change me as a person I think you know I've always been a guy who who worked really hard and, and tried to make time for, for people and um, I think first and foremost it's you know whatever you do in life it's it's important to be a good person and and um, you know maybe that that comes through in, in my sport, and, and I hope it does. Um, but but to hear voice messages like that is always reassuring. And um, you know I, I think a sport is nothing with, without supporters and fans. And that sounds like a cliche, but it's yeah. I love to to talk to people and and hear what their their opinions are and. Yeah, I think it's just who I, who I am as a person. Yeah, And you also won a lot of hearts and, and respect, Rasi, for taking the knee. You've always taken the knee, even from the 3TC tournament. You were clear from the beginning. As an Afrikaner, why is it important for you to take the knee? Yeah, um, f- from the start, obviously, that was, I think, last year, June, um, where the whole Black Lives Matter movement became quite internationally known. And um, growing up, I was quite fortunate to 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 grow up with with parents who, who taught me not not only our perspectives but 
the perspectives of, of people of other races and, and um, I'm quite grateful that my dad was quite politically um, involved um, on the side of the ANC and um, growing up sort of with that, that mindset. Um, you know, we were always taught equality in our home and I think that's that's why for me first and foremost that was a important thing to do. Mm. Um, like you mentioned, as Afrikaans, white male, um, you know, sometimes you, you, you're seen as part of a demo, demography that um, that comes with with political baggage from the past, and I think that's one of the reasons it was important for me to to take a stance, um, not only because I want to, but but also because I knew it was the right thing, and especially in a country with with a background like ours. Um, it's always yeah important to to address those issues and, and talk about those issues and and try and do what you can to to try and make make our society a little a little bit better. Mm. But has it not been tough though, Rossi, to deal with the backlash, especially from fellow Afrikaners? I've seen some of them take you on at or, 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 or on on Twitter. And what do you say to those who say, "But all lives matter. It's not just black lives that matter." Yeah, there's, I think when you're in the public eye, like like sportsmen and and celebrities are, there's always going to be backlash. Um, from early on, I, I knew there would be backlash from from certain parts of of I want to say that yeah the the community. Um, but I, but I knew that you know if if I was going to be criticised that. That at least I'll be criticised for doing the right thing, um, and and so that was really important for me. Um, the, the, the all lives matter. That's obviously one of the opposing views that that people take. Um, I think I think for a large part of our history in our country, all lives didn't didn't matter. Um, for a large part of our history. Uh, before 1994-92, only white lives mattered. So, you know, I think with with that context of the that background, you know, now it's the time to for us as a society, not only in South Africa but in the world, to to address those uh, those issues of the past. And and you know, that's that's why we we have to take a stance on this and and keep doing our bit every day and. I think like like Timbo Bavuma said in his interview, it's not about just making a gesture, it's about really challenging the thoughts of people and and and, and making a difference every day. Yes. And and Rossi, as we wrap up now, you spoke about your your, your journey to in cricket and to international cricket and you always uh, dreamt of playing for this team. But how do you look back at your journey? Because you had to do it the long way, playing all over the world. I think England, Ireland, the Netherlands. Were you even in Canada? Yeah, I think you know, it it was a it was a longer journey for myself. I I made my debut for South Africa. Uh, I think I was 29 years old, so that's three years ago. Um, I played in Canada, Ireland, Holland, England. Yeah, you named it. And initially, it was just club cricket. Um, and later on, as I got more established in the franchise system, playing for the Lions, um, I got some international tournament exposure um, in the Caribbean Premier League and in the, in the Global T20 in Canada. And I think that's maybe where, where I got noticed for playing against, um, you know, 
international season in the national players and performing against them. Um, but I think it's given me, firstly, a, a, a big sense of, uh, of gratefulness and the long journey that I know I had to take, um, the sort of perseverance that I, that, that I had to, that I was always going to show anyway, that it, it was never like, like I was going to give up. I think that, that has put me in a position now to really appreciate where I am. I think from a, from a cricket point of view, I'm, I'm, I'm technically ready. Um, because I have all those years of, of first-class cricket experience and domestic cricket experience behind my name, um, and growing up, you know, I sort of sort of got that experience in the domestic circuit first, and and you know, moving up to to international cricket, it's it's still cricket. Um, it's still a guy bowling at you and and me batting. Um, it's just one level up. So having those references from from my past career or my early career, I think has really helped me. Okay, wonderful. Rasi, we're just going to have to leave it there because of time, but thank you very much for engaging with us and for your insight and being able to speak to us and the listeners here on SAFM tonight. We really appreciate you and uh, you really did great at the World Cup despite the team missing out on the semifinals, but uh, people will not forget what you did and long may it continue, Rasi.